0: Welcome back to Open to Truth, a podcast all about exploring big ideas and discovering truth together. My name's Clint. Hi, I'm Tony. Welcome back. And yeah, just in the past couple months, I think we're recording this at the end of November, Mm -hmm. and there are no shortage of different moral questions being thrown around. How should you vote? Should you put up a political sign? Should
1: you go to Thanksgiving dinner with your family?
0: And remain, do you mean just with COVID? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I wanted to do an episode where we kind of take a step back from all of those individual uh, minutiae questions of morality. Mm-hmm. And just get a little bit more clear on what is the ethic, the moral system that I'm bringing to the table to that I kind of tacitly or unconsciously use to... Because we're, we're all using one. I think we are, probably, yeah. Probably,
1: unless you're just a complete sociopath that's just <laughs> literally acting randomly every day. Right. You probably have some ethic that you You operate. have some
0: software yeah. that <laughs> you've downloaded at some point, yeah. and that's just kind of running on autopilot for what's the most right, part.
1: What's wrong? Yeah. How ought I act? Yeah.
0: The goal of the philosophical reflective life is to not just be on autopilot, but to kind of be thinking about, oh, wait, what should I do? Not just kind of doing what immediately comes to mind or something yeah, yeah um so i'd like to head to the lab for a second and perform a
1: little bit of a thought experiment great love it here in the lab what experiment are we doing today
0: yeah new little sound effect yeah okay so here's the experiment uh imagine you're on the pacific coast highway kind of this beautiful scenic uh patch of road where you're overlooking the ocean it's gorgeous but you know it's a pretty tight little road if you were to go off that flimsy little guardrail i mean there's it's rocks and coastal. water below it's you will, a big cliff
1: yeah. big drop yeah.
0: um and to your right is another rock face like a big wall of rock narrow roads but it's a beautiful day you're enjoying the scenery um and you're not being negligent you're being a you're a careful driver but also calm and just having a good time
1: Okay. You're driving along. I've got the windows down. I'm enjoying the You're in a Hummer. You're okay. in a big
0: old tank of a vehicle. Okay. And to your horror, you come you come to a little curve in the road, like like those mountain roads do. Yeah. An S bend. You're approaching the S bend. And you see three motorcyclists approach you on the road. Two of the motorcyclists are in your lane. What they, are they doing? They there? ought not be there. No, they shouldn't be. And their friend, another motorcyclist, is in the other lane, and they're totally like in their motorcycle garb. They've got their helmets on. You can't tell anything about them, but they're but you can tell like they
1: are not looking at you. They're joking, uh, joking they, around.
0: They don't know yeah. that they are violating any laws, or they're just kind of laughing and having a good afternoon, just like you are, but yeah. being a little more negligent. Yeah, and. Uh, when you notice this, I mean, they're flying around the corner. You don't have time to uh, like th- put on the brakes and avoid this. They're not paying attention. They are gonna run into you. Uh, but luckily, what's cool about the thought experiment in philosophy is that we can add magic. It's to all the happening scenario. in our minds. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I can just say in this scenario, in your Hummer, you have a button that can stop time. Love it. <clears throat> yep. And now you can just kind of sit here indefinitely in pause time like clock stoppers and think about the ethical question before you and that is what should you do what should i do what should you do the fundamental ethical question right what would i do not what would you do because what i would do in that scenario is freak out "Ah," and like try to swerve and i'd hit all three of them and it'd be a total choice possible total disaster so fortunately i have Stop time. I can sit here and really deliberate about it as much as I can, and uh, and then make my decision. Of which there are three that I'd like to offer. Okay, three Uh, choices. So crucially, you cannot like veer to the right. There's that rock face, so you would just kind of bounce off it and right. Yeah, yeah. So really, I can either I can't split the difference and go between them. I'm in this big hummer. You're gonna hit something. So option one: stay in my lane and kill two kill do, the two do motorcyclists
1: and they will crash into you. Mhm.
0: You will be unharmed in your Hummer. It's a big old vehicle. Yep. I could change lanes and hit the one motorcyclist in that lane. Or I could veer off hard to the left, careen over that thin little guardrail down to the watery
1: rocks below. Sacrifice your own life, save all three. And so okay, but for this thought experiment, I'd I don't have a family to think about or no, anything else no. to consider. You
0: really don't know anything about yourself. Because that
1: would change things,
0: you, I think. For you me. would be less likely to go over the edge. Yeah, if I had, you know, okay. dependents okay. You know, that I had to consider. Interesting. So, But you don't know anything about the motorcyclists or really about yourself. In don't this know if they're good people, bad people. Nope. None of that.
1: Generic riders. Young,
0: old, male, female. None of that.
1: What it's just persons.
0: Do? Yeah.
1: Now... My gut says, do nothing. Stay in your lane. Part of the reason, though, is not necessarily because... Well, part of it is, listen, they're breaking the rules and they knew the risks when they decided to swerve out of their lane. Like, if you're driving and you choose to drive in the lane that you're not designated to be driving in, you run the risk of collision. That's why we have lanes. Yeah. So, presumably, they understand that and they've adopted that risk. Uh, Furthermore... I would be concerned that if I switched lanes, one of them, in an attempt to avoid me, would also switch lanes. No, that,
0: that we can't bake that in. Oh, we can't
1: do that? No, we are, they're so distracted. We can't do strategy no. for how they might react.
0: No, you're you are pretty confident that they will not change what they're doing because they don't even know you're there. Okay, got it. They're looking away. All right. All yeah, right. yeah. Okay. So then, the, yeah. Then the question, no probability
1: factoring of right. what will they do. That helps. That simplifies yeah, it yeah. a little bit. A little less realistic, but still helpful. Yes. Yeah, uh,
0: yeah. Okay. Well, and what we're doing with this we're trying to tease out what your moral intuitions are
1: i feel exposed how how would you approach a moral situation (laughs) because when i first heard this first time i heard the thought experiment i do i think i think about the virtuous man being the one who sacrifices his own life for the sake of others so you should pull hard left drive off the cliff. Mm. Let all three of them live. Greater love has
0: no man than this. Exactly. To lay down his life for his friend.
1: That's right. Just like our Lord. The good Lord. Right. so That does seem virtuous, yeah. We we tend to hold in high regard those who sacrifice their lives for the sake of others. In fact, we call them heroes often. Hmm. Um, Would it be heroic of me to end my own life uh, for the sake of these three? And that's definitely the way I went when I first heard it. I think that's what you should do. Mm -hmm. Now... I don't know what's changed in my life. I feel a bit differently about it today. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. I feel like I might be justified staying in my lane, and their deaths are on them.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: What okay. You, well, how about
0: you? Well, let's just canvas the other option real quick. Uh, and it's, in fact, the one, when, so when I used to teach philosophy, I would uh, give this as an experiment. And I did borrow it from uh, my former professor, Heidi Malm. So mm. if you're watching this, thanks, Dr. Malm she uh or yeah so the the third option that most students choose really? is switching lanes and killing the one. Really? I don't want to do that. He really doesn't deserve to die. Yeah, but it's one it's it's not two. Yeah, I'm but I'm just killing the one and it's not me.
1: But that sucks
0: for him. He's doing the right thing. It does suck for him, but this is, uh, I
1: would should, sooner uh, kill myself than kill him. I would sooner go off the cliff. Really? But yep. you haven't I mean yeah, but he really hasn't. He's fine. <laughs> you know, he hasn't done anything wrong. I w- I'd feel terrible about killing him. Hmm. Yeah.
0: So in any case, let's let's just kind of break down what the, the uh, what's going on with the three options. Okay. So if you stay in your lane and kill the two, what's going on with that reasoning is something to do with justice or fairness. Yeah. It's unfair for either myself or... Or the guy in the other lane to bear any of the bad consequences of this because we, we were following the traffic laws. Yeah, and it's not we're not, and that view is not saying that violating a traffic law deserves death. No, no. but if someone is going to die,
1: it shouldn't be the people who are obeying the rules. Yeah, it should be the renegades. So what <laughs> this is meant to elucidate not is not a very gracious view. <laughs> yeah.
0: No, but so what that's doing, <laughs> what this thought experiment is trying to do is for those folks that answer the, the question in that way, what it's showing you is that you think that morality is fundamentally backward looking. Mm-hmm. What matters most in how I answer the question, what should I do, is I look back in time and see if there's... What have any, I done? What have I done? Or is there anything about the world where I owe someone something mm-hmm. or someone has a right... Or justice, sometimes that word's used, obviously a lot in today's age. Sure. So that morality is backward looking. Now for the option of switching lanes and killing the one, this is more in line with what's sometimes called consequentialism, or a morality is forward looking. I don't look at what's due somebody in the past. What I want to know is how will the world be moving forward? And I'd rather kill one than two. Right and now you might wonder what's the difference between killing you yourself or that one. I do, I and do we can get that. there in a moment for okay. the third option. But the consequentialist is, basic, is I definitely can't stay in my lane. More people will die if I do so. Yeah, think of the fallout. I know we don't know uh, much the o- effects about them, but the fact is, it seems like for the most part, without knowing much at all, two people will have a greater. Fallout and yeah. negative consequences than the one. Yeah. Okay. The third option is like, no, no, it doesn't matter about forward looking or backward looking. What I need to do is inward looking. Ooh. Morality is fundamentally inward looking, and becoming a certain type of person. So sometimes, uh now you didn't, yeah. you did mention this the last time we talked about it, did but I? not in this oh, okay. setting. Oh no, I'm inconsistent. Uh, that, and most of the students that choose this third option say something like this i can never live with myself if i killed someone uh, i don't want to become the type of person that is a killer hmm.
1: um are you a killer though
0: <laughs> that's too strong I'm probably different yeah um, let die but like something that. To, that morality has to do with cultivating virtue cultivating a character yeah um so the three are preferring others backward looking right? forward yeah. looking inward looking and that and this experiment does not tell you a right answer. No. I know you may feel like your answer is correct, but what it does is it exposes what is that software that is running in your mind when you approach an ethical situation.
1: What what's your software? What well, uh, what do you think you should do, Mister Philosopher? It's, your, it's easy to sit here and in your lab and pose experiments. Yeah, take off the white coat. Yeah, here. yeah. Um, Subject yourself.
0: Boy. I think that you ought to do either switch... Oh, so lame.
1: <laughs> you ought to do one of the three things. No, lame. no, no. Uh,
0: well, no. I don't think you should stay in your lane. Oh, that's
1: the one thing you don't think you should do.
0: Yeah. I think you should switch lanes or go over the edge. Okay. I think those are morally equivalent in this case.
1: Wow. Okay.
0: All right. Well, I would not go over the edge. You wouldn't do I, that? No, I'm not. No, and not. so, and according to that maybe virtue ethical position, you could say that I am not of strong enough moral character to make the choice. Yeah. You're a weak man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay. So I don't know what you audience member thought as you heard that where you land Um, but the breakdown that normally has come out is like 60% or so are the switch lane kill the one Mm. 30 or so percent uh, stay in the lane and kill the two and the other 5-10%
1: maybe I've become less virtuous over time since last time I would have gone (laughs) over the edge or thought I should have gone over the edge let's
0: let's just dial into that a little bit more so we kind of understand what that perspective is saying the the heroic or Mm -hmm. um heroism can you say more about that like what was intriguing
1: to you about it well you i don't know you think about um a hero in any kind of a crisis like a war or some kind of safety situation the hero is the one who jumps on the grenade so that his squad doesn't get blown up Mm -hmm. you know um that motif of the sacrificial hero is littered all through our culture we love that we celebrate that all the time in movies stories whatever that's, that's what the Christ has done, you know, like he's laid down his own life for the sake of others. Mm-hmm. So that's just sort of the, I don't know, the, the pinnacle of virtue, the self-sacrifice. So the I only t- sorry, just yeah. to finish, the only way I can think about that being not virtuous or foolhardy is if I had a world where I have dependence and I have more to consider than my own life. But otherwise, mm. preferring the lives of others to my own life seems virtuous to me. Why? Why I just—it's a brute. It's a brute, mm. uh, it's a brute seeming. It seems. Yeah, it just seems that way to me. Wow. I ought to prefer others. Selflessness as opposed to selfishness. Uh...
0: So then, do you want to modify your answer? Should you?
1: Yeah, but but the only reason I want to do it is so that I appear virtuous on camera. Uh... Oh. <laughs> you know? Oh oh oh. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Like as as you first told me the experiment, my gut was. I'm probably justified staying in my lane. I should do that, mm. but then there's this inner voice saying, "No, mate, you really should go over the edge." And then there's the voice that goes, "I don't want to go over the edge." Well,
0: you should. Well, no, that's that's fine. You're allowed is that to. Okay. Yeah, because the little, question is, what should you do? in a battle. Not would you, okay. or are you of the right moral fiber? Okay.
1: Then I am. I, I have low moral fiber, but there is a still small voice of conscience in me that tells me I ought to go over the edge. Hmm.
0: Now I didn't plan on going in this direction, but now I kind of want to tease out one of my favorite topics in ethics. Is uh, this might be too nerdy for this podcast, but super arrogation? Sure, go for it. And it's the idea of going over and above the line, at the call of duty. Yeah. And so when you when you're describing the heroic deed, when when particularly like the grenade example is fantastic. Yeah. Um. What did the person who did that did they have to do that or ought they have done it should they have done it from a ethical perspective or was it merely like heroic good but not required are the others who opted not to do that uh morally blameworthy hmm. and again imagine in their scenario they each had a little time yeah. stopper thing because of course like in the moment them. yeah we can't like get you're probably going to act
1: on instinct whatever that happens to be you're not R- gonna
0: yep do a yeah big we don't want to hold anyone too hard to account in any of this yeah but just when we're taking a step back thinking about the deep fundamental ethical truths going on here um so there's this category of action that i'd i'd like to keep protected and that's things that are morally good but, but not, not morally required. required. Otherwise, I just think the standard of ethics just gets shot through the roof. What do you mean by that? Like if uh, if everything that's heroic or saintly suddenly becomes the standard for what's morally required. required. Then you just the- you get into the situation where most people all the time are everybody
1: falls short all the time. Now,
0: some might say there are there are none who are good. <laughs> yeah. No, not one. <laughs> for all of sin and yeah. falling short. Yeah. yeah. Um, but that's not saying that at every single moment everyone's falling short. Right. Which if you made the standard for proper ethical behavior, heroicism or saintliness, you would. So you you Which want- is why I opted for both uh, driving off the cliff or the one are equal in their moral requirement. Yeah. You ought to
1: do one of those, but one of them is more heroic. It might
0: be more morally valuable to do the heroic one. Hmm. I would get more, I would get an increased amount of moral praise from my moral community were I to do so. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But when it comes down to requirement, like what I ought to do on pain of being
1: immoral. Yeah. Minimally, you need to switch lanes. You ought to switch lanes. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know though so some yeah. have pushed back and said there are no
0: acts that are supererogatory there's no such thing as going above and beyond the call of duty whatever that lo- whatever is the highest good and what's whatever is most valuable that is the call of duty let's call that the best thing and you should be trying to do that
1: the most good you can do yeah hmm wow
0: so that plays into it a little bit the question of is there a category
1: of actions that are I would live very differently. Uh, I don't go through life thinking about what's the most good I could do. Maybe I'm terrible. Yeah, Peter, I'm just coming to terms with it. Peter Singer would think you are yeah. morally deficient. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, because I well, I don't know. It, it seems like there are some acts that uh, it's not obvious that one is better than the other, but on that view okay do i have vanilla ice cream or chocolate ice cream one of those uh is actually morally required of me because it happens to be better or that they're still morally neutral acts maybe
0: they are maybe they would well it again depends on your rubric do you mean like for consequences right uh i don't know i don't that's one of the problems with with consequentialism
1: yeah um
0: okay But, I mean, if you want to truncate it a little bit and just say morality is that which is other-directed. And so we can kind of put aside ice cream flavors and what color to paint my wall. Right. Just that toward which I'm oriented toward how should I treat other people. Well, even the going off the cliff one counts in that discussion because I'm treating other people, choosing not to run into them with my vehicle.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if that helps. What are you chewing on? Chewing on Peter Singer. Yeah. Are you just wrestling with whether you are... I'm just wrestling with how bankrupt I am. Well, like,
0: tell me, let us know. Let the audience know what's going on here. I'll stop.
1: I'll try to process verbally for you (laughs) Instead of just retreating (laughs) to the mental realm. Uh, It just seems like there are so many good things I could do that I go through life thinking about them as being above and beyond, not required of me, but they would be good to do. So I could, right now, go out into the store and try to find someone who looks like they need money and has less money than me and give them some of my money. I could Mm -hmm. do that. I could go and buy lunch for... I could spend every day, until I went broke, buying lunch for any homeless person I could find. I don't do that. Well, I think that,
0: and and just to be really clear, and again, we're not trying to like solve the question of which is of these is correct. We can't do that in this podcast. Mm. But what's becoming clear to me as you describe that you're very right about that is, I mean, you didn't choose that of the three for a reason. You know, you're right now. You're kind of like picking apart this going into one lane that wasn't one that you were tempted by. No, it wasn't. Yeah, which is now evidenced by like your daily practice of. Yeah, it's just not how I'm oriented to the world. I'm not always trying to do produce the most good in the world.
1: But shouldn't I be? <laughs> shouldn't I be trying to produce the most good in the world?
0: <laughs> well, well, no, not, not not according to the justice folks.
1: What should I be doing according to justice folks?
0: Well, so so here here's something. Let, let's just throw it. Here here's a case study of like consequentialism versus deontology or the mm. backward looking version. So, one of the main arguments for capital punishment, let's say, from the deontological side, the backwards looking is look, some crimes you just deserve to die for. Mm. Some of them are so heinous that you deserve it. And in fact, like all the studies show, like it's inc- it's way more expensive to do the death penalty than it is life in prison. Mm. Um,
1: that's shocking
0: yeah it, because of how much uh, pun intended oh my gosh dude <laughs> pun intended <Sorry. laughs> oh no um, no it's because of how much uh, litigation is involved with the death penalty right. and higher security prisons and stuff so it's like I think it was 8 or 9 more, time, more multiplier expensive for death penalty Wow.
1: see I I don't like that. I reject it that there are some crimes that you ought to die for. Okay. I don't like but that. But
0: just even but I'm just I'm using it to illustrate the idea that from that camp there are reasons to not do the most good, which would be maybe like save money, mm-hmm. we could use that other places and help other people with it. Right. But like we have to enact justice here, like they deserve this thing.
1: But aren't they ultimately saying... But you
0: picked that... That was one of your... That was your initial reaction was to pick the backward-looking morality. Yeah. Now, you disagree that a crime warrants... Yeah. Um, Isn't that, that just punishment? another
1: way of saying it would be better for us to punish this crime? Like, the most good we can do is not save those resources and divert them somewhere else. The most good we can do is punish this person who needs to be punished.
0: No, you're not, you're not going to like this answer. Okay. It's going to be annoying. And you probably won't like it either, audience, but... Uh, There is a difference here between good and right. I don't
1: like it. Okay. (laughs) You're right. I hate that.
0: So what we've been talking about so far is rightness and wrongness. What is or correct or incorrect. Okay. The right thing to do versus what is good. That is not always the same thing. Now, the consequentialist who wants to do the most good in the world are conflating those two. Mm. And I don't mean to be... Pejorative by that, like just that they're saying that's one and the same thing. Yeah. So they would they would maybe reject a little bit that they ever would come apart in some way. Right. Okay. The right thing is just whatever is good. Yeah. And the backward looking people are like, no, no, no. It's not just about future good. There might be right things to do that don't always lead to the most good. to be paid. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. What if you could if you borrowed money? What if you could get away with it? You don't really care about that friendship and you can use that money to buy a new TV. Or give it to the poor. Yeah, Yeah. a little Robin Hood scenario. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so... That's good, but it's not right. Mm-hmm. According to the backward-looking Got folks. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I don't... Again, I'm not trying to solve the debate between, let's call it virtue ethics inward, consequentialism uh, forward. forward, and deontology backward. These have been kind of at play throughout the history of ethics and philosophy. Mm -hmm. And each have pretty good reasons for them, which is why it's currently relatively unsolved. (laughs) (laughs) But I think what it does, what I want, like, here's the value proposition for you listening. Great. How does it
1: change my life?
0: Because what you can do is when someone gives you a moral admonition like you should be doing this Mm -hmm. or you read something where there's moral claims involved, you can kind of use this mountain road thought experiment and the three rubrics forward, backward, inward, and just have a better idea of like where that person is coming from. You don't have to immediately feel defensive like, Oh, that's not what I would do or what I like. Oh, they're coming at this with a whole different uh, paradigm of what morality is all about. Yeah um and it can help you understand where they're coming from have more charitable discussions um and i I do want to be clear i do think there's a truth to the matter one of them is largely correct Mm. um i don't think they can all be true at the same time because they they lead to counter
1: right they lead to different answers but you don't claim to know which one's true i don't and which lens are you using in life you said you said two were permissible: consequentialism and virtue ethics. You reject deontology.
0: Oh my gosh, I'm not ready to. <laughs> okay,
1: you're not ready to go on record. <laughs> I'm not ready. Rejecting deontology. Uh,
0: I think I, I probably am a consequentialist. Wow. Just right now, as yeah, I sit here. Yeah, no, look, you're honest. I appreciate I'm leaning that. in that direction. Okay. Um,
1: Must and, be tough to make decisions. Do
0: you want me to share my reason or? Yeah, yeah. Okay,
1: if you can do it succinctly I think I can okay
0: uh just real quick and some of my philosophy buddies that are watching this probably could ream me over the coals for this but I think what if I really try sometimes to define what it what a right is Hmm. or a duty I just I have trouble sometimes defining that in a way that avoids a consequentialist language oh okay like what it means for someone to have a right if you just if you follow that down the rabbit hole It's hard not to point out like, oh, but then this would happen. Oh, well, now now you mentioned the consequence. Yeah. And so for me, it's been what is the grounding of a right? And unless you go with some kind of natural rights or like endowed by their creator rights, life, liberty, pursuit of happiness. Yeah. Unless it's like that right is bankrolled in some way by a deity or some kind of natural law, then I think you're forced into. The consequences model to support what a re- uh, why rights exist. Okay. So, in my and be- my best times, I I do hold to this. I like I, that's where I'm at right now is wrestling with: do things have rights inherently or from God? Mm. Versus, do we just really use the language of rights that are bankrolled by the consequentialist yep. framework? I don't know it. if that was too, kind of. No, no, that's helpful. Heady, but no, no,
1: I like hearing where you're coming from. Yeah, that's good.
0: Uh, and then just real quick, and where are you right now with it? What are you? You're a virtue ethicist. I think I'm a virtue ethicist. The yeah. m- fundamentally, the moral story is about what's going on in I here. I think so. Yeah.
1: And pff, yeah, come what may. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I think so. Because mm-hmm. I think if everyone was a virtue ethicist, no. I'm using consequence language there. I'm worried about this. Yeah, I just caught myself. <laughs> yeah. Then things would be better.
0: Well, yeah, let me just uh just real quick as we wrap up yeah. <laughs> uh poke holes in the other views too. Please. So the what's traditionally been worrisome about the virtue ethics position, the the third one of going off the rails or the hero, is that they're they're so uh how do I put it? Um It feels like the virtue ethicist is just kind of helping itself to some categories that aren't robust enough on their own. So uh, sometimes the decision procedure in virtue ethics has been the right thing to do is what the virtuous person would do or what the hero would do Mm. or what Jesus – what would Jesus do? Yeah. That's a virtue ethics kind of mentality. and. You might wonder, like, well, why did the virtuous person do what they did? Like, what were their reasons for doing that? Mm -hmm. And it seems like you need to give either a consequentialist or deontological answer. Because you can't, because it's now circular to say, oh, well, the the virtuous person did that because it was heroic. Uh oh, well, wait a minute. What does it mean to be a hero? Well, it's it's that the virtuous person, that's what the
1: virtuous person does. Isn't there something? That smacks of the Euthyphro dilemma to yes. me. Yes,
0: but well, the, well, that is traditionally cast as a defeating dilemma. It's a both are not good. Uh
1: okay. I'm not concerned about the Euthyphro dilemma because, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, in uh, at least on that story, the Euthyphro dilemma—if you're not familiar—does God do something because it's good, or is it good because God does it? Mm-hmm. And the, at least the Craigian answer is God does what he does because he is good that's just that god's character and goodness are two ways of saying the same thing
0: okay fine but now in the ethical discussion the very question is what does it mean to be
1: good to be that question character is... to god yeah oh. that there's a plumb line that you're approximating morally and that plumb line is the character of god we could call that goodness and my job as a human is to, as, yeah, but as is best that, I can, approximate that.
0: And is that character of God one that is staying in his lane, switching, or going over the cliff?
1: He goes over the cliff.
0: Okay, now wait a minute.
1: As evidenced in Christ.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but what was the reason that Christ did that? It, I just want to know why. Like, what, what was the reason for going over the cliff?
1: It's a loving act. Is that, am I being tautologist? Is that just like not helpful to say?
0: No. So here's the, this is forever the problem with the virtue ethics answer is that they'll find a new word, <laughs> yeah. a new moral term to support the previous one ad infinitum. Well, right. it was loving. Oh, because it was courageous. And it's like, oh my gosh, you're just helping yourself to new moral terms and you never get to a bedrock purposely because mm-hmm. it's meant to be different from the other two views yeah but it's kind of like baseless there's no ground to it right
1: because it yeah I see what you mean about accidentally tiptoeing into consequential because whatever,
0: whatever the reasons are for the virtuous person to do what they did that is what should be the ground of morality not just that the virtuous person did them yeah I want to be like the hero that's great well why did the hero do what he did because it was heroic or virtuous or courageous. Oh, wait, 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 no.
1: No, no. You it's can't. more like because more people would live, and that's a consequence. Exactly. Right. Yeah, yeah. I see what you're saying.
0: Yeah. But I mean, hmm. again, for all these objections, this is what philosophers do. We we poke holes in these little arguments, and people rejoinders <laughs> happen throughout the centuries, and yeah, it's a whole lot of fun. Yeah. Um. So I would love to do a straw poll. Of our audience, please write write in. Oh, I'd love that. I'll, I would like to know what we'll percentage. Write in the comments. Yeah, yeah. What what do we have here? Are are you guys mostly virtue, ethicists? Yeah. Are, are you switching lanes? Are, are you, you going off the, off the edge? cliff? Or are you you're Staying hitting these in two? Your lane. I would love to find out. Yeah. You can write in at OpenToTruthPodcast at Gmail dot com. Uh, be sure to subscribe to this YouTube channel,
1: like. Um. Yeah, there's new content coming comment. out multiple times a week. So yeah. Love yep. having you on board. Uh, enjoy future episodes, and thanks for listening. Yeah. Stay curious. That's a weird ending, but okay. <laughs> enjoy future episodes. <laughs>